Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 694. He said, "Not sure." Uh, yeah. Yes. Cool. For the week of October seventh, twenty twenty-three. So many shows. Can't keep them all straight. Joining me today, Kelly Ryan. Justice for Hannah the Cat. Robert Albright. Mecca's Mecca Mecca everywhere. <laughs> Ryan Costa. Hello, hello. All right, so I'm playing my Path of Exile, and I'm doing a mission in Heist. And, like, I haven't been paying too close to the storyline, but I know that, like, they want this lady to do something, and she's not doing it, and so they threaten her family by way of kidnapping her cat, which is, like, jerk move. So I have a mission to go rescue her cat. And I go rescue the cat, and they keep teasing me throughout the mission that, you know, the cat was really acting up. This is a bad pussy cat. And it's like, oh no, I know where this is going. And we get to the end of the mission, and I find a poor little kitty cat on its side, a pool of blood under it. They shot the cat with like a gun or an arrow or something. They killed the cat. And I'm like so angry, like those sons of... And he, he's telling me that all of this uh, as it's going on on uh, Discord last night, by the way. Yeah. And just, when he I'm said, so oh, angry. no, oh, no, oh, no, they killed the cat. They killed and I the was cat. like, you. Hey, <laughs> now I have to beep the show. So, sorry. But <laughs> that, that warranted enough bomb. I got real mad. I was more People mad than if they had killed bomb. somebody. <laughs> it's like, why don't you leave that cat alone? They didn't leave the cat alone. So now I'm on the warpath for like finding the next story mission in that ch- quest chain to to go we're gonna go kill their entire family basically because they killed her cat <laughs> can you stick their head on a pipe i know it's like i don't know if that's enough <laughs> how dare they because let me tell you you mess with one of my cats uh i'm, I'm scattering your body across my lawn that's right <laughs> fess in the chat room's like go john wick on them like yeah oh, yes that's that's what i meant the, the, the most evil that way that could work out is join us in Path of Exile 2 for when this quest chain ends. <laughs> no, this is, I'm pretty sure this has been there for a while. And like, Path of Exile is not like a big narrative quest chain thing. So it's, it's just weird to come across something like this and like to actually care about it <laughs> in this game. Uh, yeah, so that's what I've been playing this week. I'm not going to bore you all with it anymore because I'm a terrible person who can't get out of this rut, but also I'm loving it, so forget it. I don't care. Eh, sometimes you need to get hooked on a game for mm-hmm. a little while. That's that's how I feel about Picross. Is that what you've been playing? A little, but um, I don't really talk about my Picross exploits because, you know, that's every night and it's boring. Just uh, another Tuesday. Instead, let's move from a loot, uh, loot-filled action RPG to more loot-filled action RPGs. Yeah, I hear yeah. you've been playing a game that should get me away from Path of Exile, except it's too much like Path of Exile, from what I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah, it's Path of the... I mean, it's very Diablo slash Path of Exile, and it's called Silent Hope. And it's basically Marvelous taking the combat from Rune Factory and turning it into a dungeon crawler. Um. And I was surprised to find out that Ryan was playing it too, because it's. I was just like, "Oh, I'm probably the only person playing this 
us on site. Oh no, Ryan's probably going to do the review. Yep. So um, <laughs> you you tell me what you think. Well, uh, so far I've always loved games that have a lot of loot overall. Um, I tend not to like much farming aspects, so I shook my fist a bit at the game when I realized I have to farm, craft, create, and find a whole bunch of things. I'm like, you're tricking me into playing a farming game, aren't you? All but right. You're not actually doing the farming. You're just telling one of your party members to do it for you, and you've got to wait. I'm okay with that. That's why I'm enjoying it still so far. Very mobile and- game-esque. Yes, and that's kind of where my thought process is at this point. Of I'm enjoying the game, but I'm trying to figure out how much I'm enjoying it because of the, like, it's fun, repetitious nature. But, like, there are some aspects of gaming where repetition's bad. This type of game, I love it because there's a lot of loot, a lot of different characters you can play as. The uh, skills are cute on screen too so when you use a skill they're always just fun to swap between uh, how easy it is to swap between the seven characters where all you need to do is have a crystal that can send you out of the uh, dungeon or just swap to someone like means you can just stay in the dungeons for a very long time but a lot of this is very mobile game too so it's how much how good is the game itself compared to how addictive is the game because to me that's a little different i mean i haven't been able to put it down since it came in the mail on tuesday if, if that tells you anything oh uh, I, i'm still in oh, the like first area pretty much i've only made it about seven floors down right now my addiction is coming from swapping between all the characters and getting them all to pretty much the same level and i've been picking characters based off of which weapons drop because there is an rng factor to it where it would suck right now for me to use the character that has a pitchfork because i've not had a pitchfork drop yet yeah gear makes a difference very much so well well, one i am in the fourth area of the game mm-hmm. um which is just an indication of how much of it i've played mm-hmm. and have you gotten to the point to where you can switch their class yet? I haven't been able to switch the classes, but I know that they can switch classes. So once they get to level 15, they're able to upgrade to their class to like a more advanced class where um, not only does their stats go up, but they get access to better. Most of them get access to better skills. And in the case of like the farmer, um, I, I couldn't stand her skills on the base class because I just found them useless. And then her advanced class, she gets like several skills that are like invaluable. Um, one of the ones that she gets is a bird uh, bomb that you summon some birds and they just go attack at the random at random enemies and it's one of the most OP moves in the game. Um, and that's how all of the characters been me being like, oh, I feel like only the mage and the um, the archer are useful at the moment because you know they're the ones that can hit from a distance. But then I I start getting upgrades and see that uh like the, some of the melee characters get pretty useful like um the heavy sword lady 
I, I she was mm-hmm. getting on my nerves because she she attacks so slow. But when yep. you when you get her second class, she gets like a spin cycle move that is just rips through things like crazy. Oh, she gets cyclone. Yeah. See? She gets two cyclones. She gets a stationary one that stuns, and then a mobile one that you can move you around. Just hold it down and do the whole game yeah. with. Oh, whirlwind. Yeah. 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 Um. You kind of there. There's cooldowns. Oh, okay. Um. I eh. like that warrior's uh charge ability just because it would lift the characters off the ground as they're charging into them. So I found that amusing enough to keep using the character. But I agree, they're very slow. And some of the the moves you're kind of meant to be comboed mm-hmm. um so the the trick has been for me to f- find out which moves kind of pair together well um and, and and figuring that stuff out and and yeah i was struggling with the third dungeon which is the ice dungeon but then i think as you go through the dungeons it uh increases your chance to find good loot because towards the end there i was just getting nothing but legendaries or mostly legendaries, and was able to upgrade everybody, and then was finally able to beat the boss. Um, another thing to keep in mind, because I did this for a boss last night, you can swap your specs mid-fight. Because um, after you get, I mean, you have access to three skills right now that you can upgrade. Um, after you get the, um, or after you change their class, they have access to six skills. And there are definitely skills that are better for, like, crowd control versus uh, boss fights. Mm. And I I was struggling. I was using the caster to take out the boss in that area, and I was really struggling with it because I wasn't doing much damage. And I realized it was because I was specced more for taking out a bunch of enemies at once. And I was like, wait a minute. And I I go in and I press press the button to reset my skill points. And it's like, yeah, I can do this in the middle of a boss fight. So I does it pause? Yeah. Oh, it oh, pauses. Nice. Um, All right. Easy I, mode. Yeah. So I, I respec and finally win the fight without having to use both of my potions, and I, I was a happy camper after that. So it, it's certainly a game about experimentation and not being afraid to take risks. Um, because I don't know if you've done any of the memory rifts. I did one. I almost died inside it, but at this point, since I still haven't died, I'm curious, like, next time I might just let my character die just to see what happens. So, you pretty much you go back to the camp and you lose a bunch of the stuff that you've picked up. Okay. And I honestly think it drops it from the rarest stuff first. Mm. I'm glad I did not die then, because that particular run through the memory rift, I had got my first legendary. Yeah. Before I went to the rift. Yeah, if you have a bunch of legendaries, um, peace out. Don't touch those rifts. Um, but then later on, uh, you can. Uh, what am I trying to say? Later on, those rifts make for some good exp. Mm. Um, because that—that's the other thing too. Geek gear is so important. Um, when I was doing that first area. I was switching between I was putting nothing but EXP bonus gear on all of the characters and just trying to level them up as quickly as possible. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm like you, I've been trying to keep everybody even. I like this character with a little bomb hat. Yeah, that's the archer. He's one of the better characters. 
that was the one I started off with too. And the interesting to me aspect of it to a point is the characters you're not using are your shopkeepers back at town. Mm-hmm. But and- I didn't know that they could be interchangeable. So I was like, okay, what do I do when I swap characters? I'm like, oh, now my uh, the character with the pitchfork is my forge master. Yeah. So I, I picked the Wanderer as my starting character just because he seemed like he was the most balanced. And yeah, every time I swap, he's the one that um, ends up taking over the All right. Areas. So what's the loop of this thing? How do we progress through this? How do you make progress? You dive into the abyss and you pretty much clear floors. And when you get to bonfires, you can start up from that bonfire. Okay. And then any gear you find you keep or only once you get to a certain point? Once you exit the dungeon, um, okay. you keep some stuff But when you die, but like I said, it seems to drop the most uh, rare stuff you have. Hmm. And you, you get it in the form of memories, so you have to have the raw materials to make the weapon or armor, and then you can change it at the... Uh, of well, the once you've banked cash. that memory and built it, can you... Are you still at risk of dropping it next time? Between anyone easily. Say what? You can swap it between anyone easily, and you can keep getting uh, repeats of the same memories. So you'll have you can have in one run you might find ten wooden earrings. No, I mean example. I'm saying if I build all this good equipment, am I still able to go on a run and lose it all? And now I'm back to being yeah, crappy. Um, um, once it's equipped, it's equipped. You don't oh. lose any of that. Oh, okay. But you can't equip it while you find it during a run. No, you have to come back to town and make it first. Got it. And um, all of the crafting and uh, farming is on a timer that only runs while you're in the dungeon. All right. Or you can spend extra if you're rich to have it be instantaneously made. I have another Uh, very important question. Why do the cows look like they're from Harvest Moon? Because Marvelous uh, is the one that developed this game. Oh, okay. So <laughs> basically yeah, are on loan from Harvest Moon. Got it. I, I, I noticed that immediately, too. It was like, oh, yeah, that, that makes sense. Of course, but Mar- this is a Marvelous game. Um, and, and you know what? Marvelous makes the cutest cows. Yes, Anna, is it okay to play Silent Hope? Well, it's a Marvelous game, and you've got history. Okay. So, yeah, no problem. So, uh, well, let me tell you about like, this game called Silent Hope. For a game called Silent Hope, it sure has an NPC that doesn't shut up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but all your protagonists are silent. Yeah. They don't either, really, to be fair. They just make, no- they don't talk, but they make noises for every attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're, those I mean, that's get Link. On. They're, they're basically all Link with different weapons. Yeah, those noises get on my nerves, but the the princess in PC, oh my god, I was in my inventory, and I think she said, it's great to have a dragon horde, like, 15 times. Yeah. And I ended up having to turn that off, because at first I thought it was cute, but hearing it over and over and over again, it's like, lady, shut up! So, I, I was curious if that got on your nerves, too. I've played the game for two hours and I immediately laughed in agreement with you. So, oh, okay. I'm not, uh, that's one aspect of the game I don't think will get very high marks is the uh, NPC princess character for sure. 
Yeah, when she has it, it, things to say, I'm okay with it. Like the little spots inside the dungeon where she can she peers into the abyss and is like, oh, I can see this floor and gives you background. That mm-hmm. I'm fine with. Yeah, because it's basically the, the story of the game, but the quiet or I'm sorry, not the quiet, the, the quipping while you're in the camp is just, is just yeah. I'm glad you can turn that off. If you could turn that off, I, I probably, if I was reviewing this, I probably would talk at a full point for that. Yeah. So uh, as a comparison for those that play it, it's very similar to if you went through an entire 82 game season in a like basketball game with commentary on the entire time. Yeah. So, um, riveting. Uh, uh, so you're enjoying it so far. You haven't been able to put it down either. Yeah, like I, I stayed up about two, uh, an hour or two later just to keep playing it last night, and then I was going to turn it on today, but my, I've been playing it handheld, so I'm waiting for the switch to uh, <laughs> recharge. Because yeah, I, I haven't been able to put it down either, and it. Uh, it really was kind of getting on my nerves at first with um, how useless the characters seem. But then once you up- upgrade their class and so- some of them just turn out to be amazing. Mm. And that, that was going to be my advice on the show that if you, if you play this, just stick with a character until level 15, if you can. And um, if you stack a bunch of EXP bonuses, you can level them, level characters up pretty fast. And of course, if you are uh, stuck a little bit earlier, like even if the class isn't like I've, I'm enjoying the fighter, but part of the reason I'm enjoying the fighter is they had my best weapon too. So being able to two shot enemies is a lot, a little bit easy. It makes things a little bit easier, even if you're not really enjoying the class. So did uh, did you download the free sword DLC for that character too? I did not. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um. There's like special weapon DLC for all of the characters for like 99 cents each, but the um, sword one is free, I mm. guess, to give you that taste. And that one will get you through that first area pretty quick, or it's like a nice little starter weapon to get you used to the game mechanics until you start getting better loot. Mm. So that that's another uh, advice, and I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend buying the rest of that DLC though, because I almost did, and then you outgear everything so fast that you just—it's it, an—it's a waste of ninety-nine cents. Mm-hmm. So, but, okay, but the free I, one I, is worth it. I'm I'm watching the video here from, from the Twitch feed that uh, Chris is playing. There's a maid character. I, I this now has come to a must-buy. Yes. <laughs> She also uses two uh, knives, I believe. I have not used that character yet just because I haven't gotten a good weapon for her yet. It should all be cleaning oh, yeah. supplies. Yeah. What are they doing? What yeah, do you, what, you say, Chris? It should all be cleaning supplies. What are they doing? You don't watch enough anime, my friend. Yeah, I know the ninja maid is a thing, but like, also it's better if they use like feather dusters and themed vacuum cleaner type things. There you are... know it. <laughs> do, do I need to send you a picture of soda from Nikkei? No. Okay. No, there I would are... have to censor it. <laughs> it would no, no, wobble no, too much it... trying to download it. No, it's not. It's it's not questionable. But she uses a vacuum cleaner as a machine gun. Perfect. See, that's what you should be doing. There are uh, vegetable-based weapons that are pretty powerful. Ooh. <laughs> Vegan like, weapons. That's great. 
like I think she gets a like set of turnips that she can use as knives, and there's a giant carrot sword. This is what we talked about last night, Kelly, with the vegan technology. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hey, just remember the veget the vegetarian zombie goes grains. Mm-hmm. I I was bitching about how much I hate uh, sci-fi episodes where people renounce technology but then still use like hoes and plows and things like that. And I'm saying, no, no, no. If, if you're using a stick to do something, that's technology. <laughs> and I'm like, nah, it's vegan technology. So it's <laughs> no, fine. I, I died laughing. <laughs> you had to be there anyway so um <laughs> what else did people play besides silent hope anything i dove a little bit into disgaea but that got here monday and then silent hope got here tuesday and silent hope is what i ended up sticking with every day i think should i play disgaea my, my, no. uh, my, my answer to you about playing disgaea is talk to hair frog is he liking it or not? Just talk to Hairfrog about this guy. I don't want to talk. I, well, didn't he like not like six though? No, he hasn't gotten to six. Oh, yeah. he got fed well, up with D two. Okay. Well, D two sucks. No, he got fed up at Bale. Bale. Yeah. Well, whatever. So he's, he's he should on a move quest on to defeat every Bale. Well, D two is a glorified DLC pack that should have just been a DLC pack for the original game, but that wasn't a thing back then. Um, now so you can buy really all the still- DLC packs along with the new game. Yeah, for like so 150 I, bucks on sale right now for 105. I <sighs> um, played a little bit of seven, and I gotta say, I am mildly annoyed at some of the quality of life features they walked back. Like you're and- not far enough to know if they well, walk them me, back. Let me finish. Okay, because in six. Everybody got EXP at the end of a fight. And in this one, um, it's their EXP is based off of who you kill. So, of course, my uh, healer characters are like still level one, while my fighter characters are like level 10. Now, I, I understand that I'm in like chapter two and haven't unlocked stuff like the juice bar yet. But I, that being said, I still find it annoying that they finally fixed this issue and I like this in all strategy RPGs where everybody gets experience at the end of a fight and you get more experience based off of how much you participated but everyone still gets experience because in most strategy RPGs you're not going to be sending your healers out to the front lines because they're going to get one shotted mm-hmm. yeah that um, was actually um, that's actually something the quality of life was improved with uh, Super Robot Wars because, like in the earlier Super Robot Wars, uh, units that could repair other units or basically heal them, mm-hmm. they wouldn't get experience for it. The only yeah. way to actually get experience was if they actually were in combat. And then they did change it in uh, newer entries where, yeah, they would get experience for healing other units too. And it is extremely frustrating to have it like that because, you know, then you're trying to cherry tap things with your stronger units and then try to go, you know, kill them with one hit point. One thing uh, you get in seven is when you recruit new units, they start at a high. They don't just start at level one. Yeah, that's true. So, like, you can do generic units to, to fill in your party if only some of your units are leveled and some aren't. Um. 
know, uh, one of the things that has come up on our Discord is the fact that they um, removed uh, tower attack experience gains as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they mm-hmm. also removed the bonus meter, which is another way to get to help level up characters. Because but now you've got to... the gotcha pull from the hospital. Yeah. So you, you know, before you'd go to a map with a lot of geo panels and just take out all the geo panels over and over again, and that would increase the bonus meter, and you could get extra exp that way. And now it's like missions and fights where you have to use less than three characters, or not have anybody die, or throw things three times. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that in Disgaea because I'm not thinking about that kind of stuff i'm thinking about trying to get through the map see that's the first part that's been brought up so far that uh, makes me go i don't like it is disgaea when i think disgaea i think the geo panels so that they're putting less emphasis on that makes it feel less like disgaea well no they're putting less emphasis on abusing it for leveling in the early maps that kelly's talking about Okay. Yeah. That's all she's really saying. Like, okay. the, one of the methods that I use to level up in the demo that I found on YouTube is abusing geo panels for part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. and geo panels still exist. Um, yeah, it was just geo panels were a broken way of maxing out the bonus right. gauge quickly. Because I mean, every action you did would increase the bonus gauge. I I was when I played I I mostly played Disgaea one and two I haven't really played too many since enough to talk about them but I ended up making the the enemies way too strong so I'd see friends of mine getting to like their level one hundred kill a level forty and they gain thirty levels somehow and here I am level eighty killing level one hundred twenties and gaining two levels and I'm like I don't know how I'm doing this yeah that. Most Disgaea games had a way to sort of abuse a map for massive EXP gains. Um, That's how that worked. And you also uh, reincarnate characters several times because then you can increase their base stats. And and it's like all numbers and spreadsheets and stuff, that kind of stuff. Um, Disgaea is not a game series for people that just want to play a game. You've got to be... Use and abuse some of those systems to even get anywhere. Um, Except Disgaea Six. Yeah. Well, even Disgaea Six, you're, you're abusing the uh, the, the replayability. Um. So I, I I want to get further in the game because I'm curious if it'll get better. I was just really annoyed that some of those things that they that I thought really improved the series just aren't happening in this one and i don't know if it's a reaction how's the story been so far um story's been fine uh keep in mind kelly's not not even past the demo yet so yeah um i mean you got the the bubbly cat girl versus the mercenary bushido that doesn't give a crap um who's allergic to empathy yeah i've i watched a little bit of hair frog play this this week um uh, he he is uh, the setup's playing it on good. Our, yeah, so yeah. He's it on our, our on our uh, Twitch account, and he's actually going to be uh, writing the review. Cool. So uh, I'm I want to spend a little bit more time with this. I just I had to complain because that's my lot. I I am a complainer. 
for me, just circling back for a second, uh, as a big SRPG fan overall, why are there so many developers that'll, that will make healers not gain experience from healing to combat that issue? All you have to do is gain them, have them gain experience from healing people, and it's fine. Um, I, I don't know, honestly. Um, they're old school, so just yeah. stuck in the past. Um, I don't know. You're like I thought even in D&D you got experience for healing. I don't know about the computer games, but generally speaking, uh, XP is rewarded at the end of fights. So if you survive the fight uh, or um, you get experience, that's how D&D works. It's not based on if you heal or not. It's just if you participate and you win. Okay. You, did so- you did something interesting or a story point that made the DM go, that's, hmm, that's cool. You also get experience no, sometimes. That, that's actually a different XP model. So D&D has two XP models. One is fight-based. One is called... Um, oh, God, what is it? I should know this. I bloody know this. Milestones. That's it. It's called Milestones, which is what you're saying. So you mm-hmm. some... Most DMs will do one or the other. They will not do both. My wife, generally, when she runs the game, she does milestones. So whether it's certain story points or if the party has done something really cool, then people will gain levels. But most, D- most D&D DMs do not use both systems. And I I think Critical Role does milestones. Just my, my basis for D&D. Yeah, milestones has actually become a very popular way of doing it because a you're not purposely trying to go out and get into, you know, killing a small thing of rats just to get enough XP to like um, gain a level. Also, it allows for more store better story progression because you're not having to fill a bunch of things with fights to get to certain. Uh, I, I would beg to differ on that, Va- Vaughn. We use milestones, and we are totally still murder hobos. We 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 have farmed the um, brain membrane of an undead beholder, of a half dead undead beholder, to be used for alchemy items. No, we are still totally murder hobos on the milestone system in my parties. Did you just make me feel bad for undead beholder? Death tyrants are nothing to laugh at. It, it's also funny having gone from uh, video games to D and D, and me, me being like, I, I don't get it. The numbers are so small. Why aren't they doing like hundreds of points of damage? And Vaughn goes so that people can easily add it up in their head. Like, yeah. oh, oh, yeah. I guess this is being handled by a computer, so there's no tabletop Disgaea. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine the whiplash of going from Disgaea to D and D in the same day. <laughs> like you, you kill a pretty, you kill another pretty, you kill another pretty, you have a billion exp. How would you like I've to kill all the pretties? You, you picked up a pit pretty. What do you do? I throw it. It explodes. Um, you throw it. It doesn't explode. Why? The mystery of the non-exploding pretty continued you next week. A- you rolled a one. Oh, or that. <laughs> Wait, if you rolled a one by throwing a penny, would it explode or not explode? Not explode. Okay. It actually explodes in your hands before you throw it. Oh, yeah, you could fumble it. 
Yeah. You could fumble Dude. the throw. No, you're a printy. <laughs> Prinny is a disease by touch now. Um, uh, also, all Prinnies in this game, voiced by Sam Regal. Mm. Dude. Dude. Okay, dude. So. One of these. One of these days, I'm gonna do fan art of all of his uh, critical role characters uh, uh, as Prinnies. Nice. And I want to give that to him as a gift at a con. That and that would be cool. Hope that he likes it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, since we're on a SRPG track, um, as people who were hanging around last week know, my my computer is mostly dead, mostly not dead. I, it, I'm, I'm replacing it, which is good news. It my new computer shipped on Thursday, so I will have a brand new computer middle of next week, and I am very excited. So, since I've don't really want to get started in a lot of stuff on my computer. I've been playing Super Robot Wars X on the Switch. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's not that... It's not... A, like. It, it, don't get me wrong. You don't go into Super Robot Wars for story, but it's probably the weakest of that three set of T, X, and V um, for story. This is an old one from 2020. Yeah. Yeah, like T, T, yeah, that, that that's the one. It it's kind of the weakest one as far as the story goes. So, why are you playing um, it? Well, I really, I really enjoy Mecha strategy. Yeah, combat. but you you played this and it's weak. So five hours. The story's weak. Oh, all right. You know, Super Super Robot Wars is still Mecha, you know, Mecha explosions. With okay. Cool, cool attacks. So. I'm still having fun on that aspect of it, but I think some of the uh, some of the animes that they chose for this, just specifically that one, not not her, but mm-hmm. yeah, that that one, it, yeah, no, it's it's dumb. Um, <laughs> okay, but, this coming from you. <laughs> yeah. So apparently. It, yeah, so apparently they chose an anime that was like heavy duty into the whole environmental protection thing, and it, it with robots, and it's just like, what are, and like all the characters are puns off of like villains and celebrities of America. Like one of the guys' names is is to- and looks totally like a ripoff of Arnold Schwarzenegger, and kind of talks like him too. So is it a Captain Planet mech anime? Pretty much, because there was a lot of celebrities that voice villains in that. Yeah, now, is so, it the actual Captain Planet or the Don Cheadle joke one? The actual Captain Planet. Yeah, actual. Okay. actual. But it's like it, it's just so. Unfortunately, that one's kind of like the basis that they base the world on, and so it's just it's it's not that great. But as far as the Mexico, I'm. I mean, I still. Have, that's still something fun I've been plugging at. I've I'm I just got Sidebuster, thank God. So I'm I'm very excited. So I can actually like do stuff now because Sidebuster is one of the best units in any Super Robot Wars game. So, um, but yeah, go, so going to the healing thing, yeah, SRW back in the really old days, you know, if if you had a robot that could repair. It could repair, but it wouldn't uh, give them XP. So that was something they have since fixed themselves as well. But 
Um, yeah, no, it it was a thing for a long time where healers, unless they unless they actually attack, they wouldn't get any XP. Okay. Yeah, Gurn Log. Actually, um, the Gurn Login is uh, one of the mechs in it. Not not one of the ships though in this one. Yeah. Probably my favorite giant robot anime of all time. <laughs> yeah, um, I'd I'd have to actually pull up a series list, but some of the ones specific to this one are uh, uh, the th- going to Ghibli. Uh, uh, Nadia, is that Ghibli? I think it is. Nadia of Blue Water. Yeah. I don't think so. Anyways, well, it's not. Yeah, Nadia Blue Water is one of them. Are you uh, confusing it with Nasco, the Valley of the Wind? Thank you. I always mm-hmm. do that with those two. Those two, I always do that with. That is my fault. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have uh, Cross Ange, uh, Buddy Complex. I've never heard of any of these. Oh, I, I've heard of them. Yeah, I'm, I'm losing interest in this one. Yeah, th- this one has a lot of some really obscure ones. Even like the Gundam one they have, which is um, Gundam Gundam G Reconista or something like that. Mm. It's yeah, they they chose some really obscure ones, which is why it's see like, you, you put regular have, like, G Gundam. I'm in, but not this. They have Gundam Wing. Yeah. So like they have, like, yeah, they have like a few of the big, bigger ones, a few of the biggest ones uh-huh. to kind of carry it along. But the focused ones, this sounds boring. Oh. We should move on. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not good. And that's really all I've played this week is Super Robot Wars X because I'm just waiting on my new computer. Yep, that's fair. At some point next year, I want to get me a better gaming rig. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, so so end story on that. Uh, play play V, play T. Don't really play X. Cool. All right. Sorry. Do we have feedback, I, Kelly? We had one feedback. All right. Did we ask what what is your favorite um, thing in a collector's edition or your favorite collector's edition? Yeah. And, and from Strawberry Eggs, aka Cassandra. Um, even though my feelings on the game are mixed, my favorite collection, collector's edition is the one for all three Fire Emblem Fates games. None of the extras stood out that much, but it's great to have them all on a physical card. Yeah, oh, Revelations. Um, well, that, specifically Revelations. Yeah, it's the only way to get it on the, on a cart. Yeah, Cass and anybody that has that cart, invest in a fireproof safe and stick that thing in there. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying, because <laughs> early next year, when the 3DS online store goes bye-bye, it might be useful to have access um, to that. Uh, jumping ahead a little bit, Chris, I was reading our story. For, first off, well, I'm switching stories. It beat me into the news. So, yeah. Do it as your cat. Top story. Nintendo 3DS and Wii U online services shutting down in April. Um, they're con- discontinuing online functionality um, with a. This is going to include play, rankings, and data distribution, um, with some exceptions, because the Pokemon Bank and Pokemon Transporter is going to continue to operate for the foreseeable future. But yeah, but they're like, they're like get your Pokemon out and onto home ASAP. Yeah. 
which I've done. But according to our story, which is based off of the Q&A, um, you'll still be able to play titles offline as well as download update data and re-download purchase software Yay. and downloadable content. Yay! Good news. So. Okay. Yeah, I was concerned about that too because it's like that's that's crap you paid for, man. <laughs> oh, I mean, well, they like stopped it on the Wii. For it too. <laughs> but <laughs> that being said, um, this really pissed off what little Xenoblade X community there is because I guess uh, post game raids and stuff are impossible to do offline. And I'm reading this and I'm thinking there's still people playing Xenoblade Chronicles X in 2024. Oh, yeah. Um, Scott from RPG Fan uh, played it just last year for the first time. Huh. Interesting. (laughs) And then Chris and I were both like, well, how do we feel about Xenoblade Chronicles X? Is that is that like a beloved one in the series or a black sheep? A black sheep. I don't think there's a question. I I kind of enjoyed what I played because I liked the exploration it's aspect. Sort of in the middle. Yeah. The, What's the lower Black than it? Xenoblade uh, Xeno uh, Xeno Saga Episode 2. Oh, that's not part of the Xenoblade Chronicles series. Oh. That's part of the Xeno Saga Continuum. <laughs> yeah, it's the Xeno Continuum. And it is considered the worst in the entire Xeno franchise sure all right mm. i mean i don't know about you but chronicles x is definitely a c on my tier list oh yeah it, no it's not the best entry in the in the series by far but at the same time it is uh, in the overarching xeno series i mean it's basically well because like you talk the xenoblade chronicles folks they'll put all the other chronicles games in s tier they won't even argue they'll, they'll just argue which is the best s tier <laughs> so it's like well, i i i hate I hate two, and one I I quit because of the fact I I felt like I was going to uh, fall off of very high places very often, and and I have a here fear. Of you are off not of- a Xenoblade Chronicles fan, Tim. I've got news for I you. I like three. <laughs> now, now I'm thinking of my tier list because I would put the Wii version, the Wii and the 3DS version, in like B tier, but then the Switch version A. For Xeno, the original Xenoblade. Mm-hmm. What about the 3DS version? Maybe, you maybe forget the about that one. To, maybe 3DS <laughs> needs to be in D since it's apparently impossible to play. Oh, because of the text size. It was no, no. I played it a little bit. It's it's fine. It's like surprisingly playable. You need the new 3DS though for it. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think it runs on the regular. That. It doesn't. That's one of the reasons I haven't played a Xenoblade game, is I don't have a new 3DS. Well, I, ha- I you, haven't. They, I have they're on Switch now, Ryan. You should probably yes. save up for a Switch, not a new 3DS. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I no, have I a have, Switch. We're good. Okay, yeah, cool. I, the, I, well, I, I will admit, when I got the uh, OLED, uh, several two of the first games I bought were Xenoblade 1 and Xenoblade 2. <laughs> yeah, I hate see, Xenoblade 2. Xenoblade 2... Gosh, I if I could only pick one S tier, it'd be a hard decision between two and three. Two has the gotcha mechanic, though. Yeah, I I, I guess it would still be an A, and three would be S, because that God, that game was amazing. Ma- made me cry. Made you cry. 
multiple times. Three made me cry a lot. Yeah. I uh, can't, can't I was, wait. I was not happy about that ending. I cannot wait to get the uh, Mio Amiibo. Wow, that's really hard to say. <laughs> the Amiobo. Amiobo. Um. So, so yeah, that that's kind of important news. Or it's pretty much all downhill from hell. It's a very slow week. Also, make make sure somebody writes down Mio uh, Amiobo. Actually, I can't. Okay, someone's doing it. So, um, actually, our our next top story, I I switched them around because I wanted to get to that. Um, we've, we're doing Extra Life 2023. Woo! Hooray! I won't be in town for it. We or we'll be playing we games. We will be playing games that are far too many hours straight to raise money for Children's Miracle Network. This is the 14th year that we will be doing it. Um, we've raised tens of thousands of dollars, and you can donate as little as a dollar to help fund uh, sick kids research. I'm, yep. I'm sorry, I I misread that. To help sick sick kids and fund research for sick kids. Yeah, we want more sick kids. No, we want no, less sick kids. Less, oh, fewer sick kids. Got it. Now yeah. I know. And uh, I, I am doing as traditional over the, from the last three years, the overnight daylight saving shift. Um, <laughs> also, this, of course, is in honor of our former editor-in-chief, Michael Cunningham, who also passed away from cancer. Although he was not a kid. No, but, I mean, cancer He was once. That is cancer true. Research probably benefits all. This is, um, kind of, sort of, sort of, yes, and sort of no, but that's only because I work in a lab. Don't ruin our illusions. Things. Give money to a good cause. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a good cause, and the hospitals deserve the support. So, but uh, yeah, I'm, I've, I, Chris, I want you to know everybody is sad that they will not be able to hear you, uh, through. Uh, Anna's mic shouting out in frustration upon dying in Among Us again. I know, right? Because yes, that'll be in the middle of the night. Otherwise, I could... If it was just in the evening, I could do it with y'all. So maybe... I was going to say, somebody needs to take out the Watch Chris Die and Souls likes it for RPG Cast Special Edition because Chris isn't going to be here. Nope. But we're trying to round up some other people to do the show like i volunteered to post the show and matt uh volunteered to edit it so we just need somebody who has twitch access uh um i may or may not be able to do that only because as i said i am doing the uh late night daylight saving streams so i could and i and i can actually still post it in the evenings um but i couldn't post it day of no i I just offered to post it since I have quick access to it, and you're yeah. po- posting for me. Thank so. you. Yeah, I'll be busy, so yeah, it is you. appreciated. If no, I, uh, well, I mean, because I don't. Anyway, it, we'll, we'll worry I'm about doing this off stream. So, um, yeah, off- yeah, the uh, yeah, extra life. It's coming up. Uh, we need your donations though to make this all work. Uh, go find Anna Marie on Extra Life. Who else is doing? Do me. we have a link, Tam? Yep. All right. Uh, actually, we have a whole uh, Twitch command for it. Ooh, what is it? Uh, exclamation mark! Extra life. All right, looks and like Anna Marie, Ryan Radcliffe, Robert Albright, Sarah McGar, and Sam Walker are all fundraising. Yeah. So for, uh, yeah. So we've got for those who know us by our nicknames, we of course have Paws, Scars, Tam, Noodle, who is our graphic designer, and Nix. 
I'm biased. Go donate to Anna. Yeah, otherwise Chris will uh, have to sleep in the doghouse. That's right. Wait, cat the house, cat, cat, the cat bed. The marshmallow cat bed. Mm-hmm. Um, not, that, it, not that it matters because the cat's probably sleep in the bed. <laughs> yeah, he, he was explaining this to me last night. <laughs> it's true. All right, uh, and and we have this information on the site in the um, banner at the top, if you want to find the schedule and stuff. So um, you can go check that out. And yeah, extra life helps sick kids. Yay, extra life. Um, Worlds of Aria has been announced. Uh, this is a new cooperative tabletop style RPG from developer Ludogram. Okay. Um, it. it there's a gameplay trailer that talks that looks at its dice rolling multiplayer action. Why does it look like Bruno from Encanto is in here? <laughs> Chris, we don't talk. Oh, about sorry, that. sorry, sorry. Um, well, I, I complain about uh, some RPGs being pop up puppet theater, and this is literally pop up puppet theater. <laughs> yeah, it's it's giving me kind of uh, vibes of Voice of the Cards a little. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. It could, could be interesting. We shall see. I'm sure it'll pop up later, uh, later down the line. Um, uh, we're getting a new Sheeran the Wanderer game in the U.S. Um, this is technically Sheeran the Wanderer 6. I did not know that that series started all the way on the Super Nintendo until I watched the trailer. Oh, oh yeah, because um, some of them were just remakes of the other ones. Yeah, um, I only became aware of the series when I think the original DS one came out. Uh, but but yeah, um, like all the Chunsoft Mystery Dungeon games, this is where it comes from. Yep. And yeah. uh, I I love Mystery Dungeon games. Um, I I'm looking forward to this. Did any of these come out on the Vita, or am I crazy in thinking of no, the very not, franchise? You're not crazy. The last one came out on the Vita. Okay, that's uh, I played a bit of that one. Sharon Five. I don't remember the subtitle, but yes, I I picked up that one as a t- defensive buy because I knew it was towards the end of the Vita's life, and I knew it was going to be expensive. And then they put it on the Switch, and I was like, oh, okay, well, I can, I can put the Vita one in the vault. Um, the last one that came out was called The Tower of Fortune and the Dice of Fate. Okay, I need to know, is this an easy effect to do in video making software where you have a background of all these different um, videos of gameplay footage? I see this in so many trailers where it's like, look, it's, it's a video wall of video footage. And each and they've w- been using it for years. Too. Yeah, it must be easy to do, right? Is that why everyone does it? And like, if you look really closely, you can see where it starts repeating. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm sure it probably is. All right. Well, anyway, <laughs> I mean, I guess, I guess it depends on what software you have and what filters you, or effects you can do. Yeah, I'm I'm not That's familiar right. with video video editing software past. We're just watching know. the the promo video for sure in here, and that's 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 an effect that's in it. The question yeah. then is, how effective is it to those that are noticing it? Like, are, do you find it to be an effective I uh, love it. way to promote the game? I just want to know how to do it since everybody does it. It's like, I should know how to do this at this point. Come on. <laughs> they probably have very specific video edit, uh, video like editing software that helps them do stuff like that. No kidding. 
there's like plugins and things yeah. I think you can uh <laughs> game trailer <get>. turn on. <laughs> hey, it did it. <laughs> you, you press button, press button, make game trailer. Oh, I can export to Vita while I'm here. Perfect. Um so Gothic two complete classic is coming to switch this fall. Um continuing the story. For Gomez. <laughs> For Gomez, I it's a hair frog thing. <laughs> I don't get it. Um, so the main bad guy in Gothic is a guy named Gomez, and all his minions' uh, voice lines will almost always say "For Gomez." And for so, Gomez. Yep. And so Hair Frog, because he actually streamed this on our channel, uh, early, the first one, anyways, earlier in the year. Oh, and they're announced Gothic 2, apparently. Yeah, that's the story. Yeah. Gothic yeah, 2 is getting a port to Switch. Hey, maybe that means uh, Hairfrog can play it because he couldn't get it to work on his computer. <laughs> so, wh- what's the gameplay loop for Gothic? Skyrim. I've seen this... Oh, Skyrim. it's... A Kmart Skyrim? <laughs> yeah. It's, no. it's, an, it's an Elder Scrolls style it's, thing. It's older than... Skyrim. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. But also, given Elder Scrolls games haven't really changed much starfield <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay i've i've just always been curious about these the series because it's it's budget it, like, it's budget bethesda which you know that's a thing just you understand what you're getting bethesda there bethesda was really a thing i mean bethesda was around but they yes. weren't known for but this was still game. budget <laughs> Okay, no, I, I was just curious because I I would see this in bargain bins at Best Buy all the time, and was wondering what it was like. Um, so yeah, <laughs> speaking of budget games, we've got Compile Heart revealing new titles in development. What have they announced? Um, what, what? Why you gotta diss them like that? They are they okay? Yeah, no, they're they're totally on a budget. Nope. Doesn't mean that some of them aren't fun still. Um, the first title revealed is Todokedo Tatakai Calamity Angels, um, which is a delivery themed slapstick RPG. Next. The character designs, uh, he says that revolves around the personality types such as Moe or Airheads. <laughs> So, so this isn't doing anything to uh, help the women's movement in video games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the, the second... <laughs> Kelly, think about that for a moment. This is Idea Factory. This is Compile Heart. Does that surprise you? No. No, that okay. doesn't surprise me at no, all. No, we can still it's lament just... it. By the it's way, just... that's totally up my alley. <laughs> you, you know, you do something different. We can't have a smart woman in a in a compile heart game i guess not see they will but it'll be a villain at some point okay yeah um the second title is toho spell carnival a real-time tactical rpg uh being co-developed with sting so that piqued my interest and it will utilize bullet hell elements within its gameplay so i am kind of curious about that it's toho you won't care there's so many toho there's so many I mean, remember, I like bullet hell. I'm I, just bad at I'm it. I'm just telling you to keep the expectations low. If you're into Toho and you like the characters, that's one thing. If you don't know Toho, if you know, if you know Ho, um, 
if you know ho toho if you know ho toho um you might care if you don't know ho um then just wait for the review <laughs> this is this is not the projects for you then well it might no. be i'm just saying wait for the review don't get too excited Right, Sting anyway. is also doing a collaboration for a Madel Motogadi title. Um, this is the Dungeon Crawling series that's, I guess, been around for two decades. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's, it's uh, basically Monster Mom piece, a.k.a. Morero Chronicles. Okay, gotcha. I think I tried to play that one and couldn't get into it for our... Uh, Idea Factory disaster on Old oh. Backtrack. Sorry, I read, uh, and, the ne- I read the next paragraph. Oh, uh, Norg Titles in the Death and Request series? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, didn't, yeah. you didn't like that one? No, yeah. I, I really enjoyed 2, despite the fact that it's, uh, uh, mm-hmm. su- it's, it's probably the most bloody messed up game I have ever played, and I am not alone in thinking that. Apparently, uh, Eric Landon has said that the second game was the most messed up game he has ever played too. <laughs> I keep dark. hearing that and want to play it. Oh, it is it is very dark. It opens with the main character killing her overly abusive father with a machete. And you see okay. the blood spatter. <laughs> okay, not not very lighthearted. I might need to skip that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and no, then, it is not lighthearted at all. No. And then, and then finally, a surprise of surprises, they're also working on a new Neptunia title. Oh, Main, no. Mainline no. Yes. Neptunia title. Yes. Mainline Neptunia. We've, we've been uh, discussing this uh, several times on our Discord that it's like there's been no mainline Neptunia game in a while. I, I don't know the difference. Um. So the mainline titles, which are uh, Rebirth 1, 2, 3... V and V2 all have a continuing story throughout them if you get the true endings. Okay. Gotcha. Whereas everything else has been side story or spin-off or in one case a licensed game that is considered not that great. Oh, I it's one of those things that I've tried so many times to try to get into the Neptunia series because I've heard the writing is great and every single time I just get get bored out of my mind they are very grindy games so oh sorry i looked at some of the images for the death and request that are on the thing and i recognize the character in the middle oh cool well tam's excited i am somebody is oh i'm the death and request it has amazing writing it is a very dark game it is I don't see it on there, but I thought one of the games oh. was being done by the uh, Mary Skelter, like writer or something. Um, probably Death and Request, only because of the fact that, um, that basically for a while it was like Mary Skelter, Death and Request, Mary Skelter, Death and Request, Mary Skelter. So since they're done with working on Mary Skelter now because of Mary Skelter finale, hence Death and Request is getting its next games. You think they'll ever bring back Mary Skelter, or is it officially done? It is officially done, but that doesn't mean anything in gaming sometimes. Nope. Also, I'm looking at this amalgamation of cats on the Twitch stream, and I'm trying to figure out where one cat begins and another ends. (laughs) And 
Oh, also, apparently there's a snooch visible. <laughs> and I don't even... Whose snoot is that? Is that Scampers? Uh, it's Twinkies. Okay. See, see, in my house, we call this a cuddle puddle. I, I will message Vaughn, like, I, I can't get up to make dinner yet. A cuddle puddle has formed on me. Oh, and the cuddle puddle has turned into a violence puddle. I can move now. Because, you know, cats start fighting. Um, anyway, yeah, that that was pretty much all the news. Um, like I said, slow week. It's the lull before the winter storm, as it were. Now, <clears throat> excuse me, new release dates. We've got uh, Reverse nine, 1999 getting trailers in a release date. Oh, it's this one again. This is an upcoming strategy RPG, though the... I feel like the trailers didn't really show off any gameplay. Yeah, this is the one that looks like Bioshock Infinite, but okay, yeah. It, the iOS and Android aspect of it makes me skeptical more than I should be. Maybe. Oh yeah. No, no, that 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 that's probably a valid concern. Um, we have got a uh, Spellforce Conquest of EO console release date announced. Specifically, uh, it's coming out for console November 7th, and this is you're a wizard tasked with, with expanding the Empire, and it looks kind of like Civ to me. Is it basically Magic Civ? Uh, yeah. yeah. Sort of, yeah. I, I couldn't figure out enough of the second one. To no, really it's a 4X know. game thing with experience points, right? I don't know. It's been on PC like for a while, but this is the console version. So um, and, We've got Gordian Quest landing on Switch soon, specifically on uh, in October, or on October 26th. Uh, and you, this is a deck builder. You build your party and customize the deck. On Switch! Yeah. Get all this the deck a, builders on good Switch. Good spot for those kind of games, yep. to be honest. Um, Mist Rogue and the Living Dungeons is leaving early access and yeah this is another I think randomly generated dungeons and permadeath was this one that was also a deck builder? No. Okay never mind Um, This looks complicated and PC focused Okay gotcha The trailer Uh, is not in English (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's what got, I, I think. I think you're mis- uh, mixing it up with Myth Force. Yeah, that's um, a different got, thing. Yep. We've got Front Mission First Remake for PS5 and Xbox uh, announced. Yeah, um, uh, this is this, also already out on other platforms, right? Yeah, it's yeah. out yeah. on Switch. Um, I, and seen. I think Front Mission, and I think Front Mission Two just came out on Switch. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Front Mission First is on Steam already. And the Switch version was reviewed by Paul uh, three or three and a half? Three and a half. All right. And then For the King 2 is coming out on November. Strategy RPG board game hybrid. It'll be 25 bucks. For the King. More focus on uh, more focus on story than the original one, but still same gameplay for those that liked it. I saw it at PAX West this year. It always has pretty looking videos, but I have no. The gameplay looks uninteresting to me, so I don't know. Maybe it's great. 
It, just never really tried it. Gameplay looks like Cross Edge. Mm. That's not an endorsement. <laughs> no. All right, let's figure out what's coming out this week. We've got Long ge- Gone Days for many platforms, um, like uh, Mac, Windows, PS4, 5, Xboxes, and Switch. It's a 2D modern-day character-driven RPG that imagines the world of war that's coming for us, told from the perspective of civilians and deserters, with a focus on language barriers and the emotional struggles. I'm going to pass on that one, personally. But let me know if it's good. Uh, we've got... I, I won't, because I'm going to pass on it, too. Mm, we've got the PS5 version of Honkai Star, Star Rail. We've got the Switch version of Dwerve, which... Uh, tower Defense Dungeon Crawling RPG. That, that could be fun. I should look into that. I'm already, I might already have it on PC. I should really look into it. Mercenary Saga 2, 3, The False Phoenix, and Will of the White Lions all coming out on PC. So that's three that's different saga games saga. and one wings. Sorry. That's a lot of uh, Mercenary Saga. Yeah, they're getting a full dump of everything. And then we've got uh, River City Rival Showdown on lots of platforms. And the Lords of the Fallen Reboot which I saw at least one streamer already playing this. So, um, yep. And that's it for this week but from what I've got. So what do we got yeah, for editorials edit- and stuff? Editorials are got a, a pair of, well, okay. First early thing, access. We've got, yeah. We've got, Oh, the early access. Sorry. I completely forgot about that. Um, Quasimorph. sci-fi RPG quasi morph available on steam early access. Yep. What is this game about? Oh. We're just letting you know it's it's a thing. Go check it out. <laughs> it's sci-fi. Indie yeah. XCOM. Oh, is it XCOM? Okay. It's it is a turn-based extraction with roguelike elements. That makes me think XCOM. That anyway. does. Yeah, it does. Okay, now, now editorials. Um, we put out part two of our Shimigami Tensei Where to Start series. Part one was pretty much focusing on the persona titles these this one is focusing on the mainline smt titles which which gets really confusing because then some main or some spinoff games still have shimigami tensei in it like the uh rido games all right so where do i start here i got one two three four four a five if nine what (laughs) and imagine and Strange Journey. Whew. So I should just get Imagine and spend a billion dollars on the phone. Um, I think that Imagine's long since shut down. Oh, no! So yeah. I guess there are private servers, but don't quote me on that. That's oh, well. No, yeah, the, and they're gone, too. Atlas shut yeah, they got sued out of a. they got sued out of a existence. Or That's one got sued bad. out of existence. The other one shut down to prevent being sued out of existence. So yeah, set up your own private server. That should be easy, no, right? No. <laughs> um um that being said, my favorite out of this whole bunch is Strange Journey because I think that encapsulates you don't have to know any of the previous games and it encapsulates the classic Shimegan Tensei gameplay without being annoying like the Super Nintendo games. But by the way, I contributed to this article. Okay. Um and I had to write my uh, blurbs about SMT 1 and 2 and Strange Journey because I was the only one that played those. Um, but I think Strange Journey is, is the best one out of the bunch. 
Um, that being said, I it's a 3DS title, and I don't know how expensive it's gotten. Didn't they do I a can... Redux? Rare Atlas games, those are always cheap, right? I thought there was yeah. a Redux of Strange Journey. Uh, yeah, that's the 3DS one. And oh, that is original. the 3DS one. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. Isn't uh, the original on PS2? No, it was no, th- they were, regular DS then. Yeah, they oh. were ex- DS exclusives. Um, uh, I'm thinking of Soul Strange Hackers. Journey DS backwards. SD DS. Uh, th- no, wait, makes... there's no D in Journey. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um... They, they, this was originally going to be SMT4, and for some reason, they didn't want want it to be SMT4. And I, I don't remember the exact reason why, because I think they they originally wanted uh, four to be like on a mainline system, and then they put four on the 3DS. So, got it. What's up with that? Oh, the 3DS sold like hotcakes. Yeah, that's true. They didn't think that at first? Who knows? I don't know. I, I love Strange Journey, and famously, it was either, I think it was Phil on RPG Backtrack that hit a brick wall with this game and absolutely hated it. So, but yes, you can read all about where to start with the SMT games. I would much rather read about how um, well Sea of Stars did. Yes, so from uh, John Jansen, we've got a review for Sea of Stars. He gave it a 4 out of 5. Um, Pretty good. And interac- excellent and interactive world to explore. Uh, Wheels is a classic minigame. What? Mike, Mike Apps is a minigame. I don't know what that's talking about. No, uh, it, there, <laughs> there, there, there's a specific minigame in, in the, in the uh, game oh, called, all right. called Wheels. Wheels. All right. Yeah, but I was, I was making a dumb joke. Um. And the characters are full of personality, and the break lock system keeps combat engaging. That's where you're uh, hitting specific weaknesses to stagger enemies. Um, The downsides of most battles are too short to fully utilize the combat system. Uh, The protagonists are stiff compared to the rest of the party, and the combat system is not very deep. Okay. Which I I think could be a, a benefit instead of a boon, if depending on your view. Because I'm, as a as somebody that's been playing RPGs for thirty years, I'm kind of tired of really complicated battle systems happening. Mm-hmm. So, I that's why I like Sea of Stars so much because it kind of brought me back to the old days. Of, Did you finish it? Yeah. Did you like it? Oh yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, it could be it could be a contender for my game of the year if not if sixteen doesn't take that spot. Nice. And uh, then we've got No we've Legend got, of Nayuda, uh, another one you played. Yeah, um by from Kevin Smith. Not that Kevin Smith. Mm. Um he gave it a three point five out of five, saying that it has an, an addictive gameplay loop, a charming cast of characters, excellent boss battles, and rock solid performance. Negatives, repetitive combat, frustrating hitboxes and visual cues, and dated visuals. And I, I agree with all of those points. Um well it runs beautifully it's not pushing any polygons because it's a psp port which is not a bad thing there's a lot i've it's one of the things for me anyway for ever since like the playstation one came out graphics are have always been kind of secondary to me if the gameplay or story is good enough make it look like garbage and i'd still love it you know 
that this game looks like a, P- a really nice PS2 game, like the nicest PS2 game you'll ever play. And I'm kind of okay with that. No, I think Okami looks better than this. That's true. <laughs> Just saying, because that was a PS2 game. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I, I don't know. I, the I resolution's like the- higher, but I think the art direction there was better. I mean, I like the... I don't want to say minimalist, but kind of chibi look that older PS2 or late era PS2 games had. I'm bringing it up just to remember how chunky Okami probably looks now. Yeah, I was going to (laughs) say, how how well was that age? You brought it. Okay, yeah, you did bring up the PS2 version. Because I'm now I'm curious too. Oh man, it looks good though. Yeah, it still looks good. The resolution's garbage, but it looks so pretty. <laughs> You're in a painting. <laughs> so that's all the HD version did was just give the resolution mm-hmm. a bit shine? More or less, okay. make it widescreen. Uh, yep. This is just reminding me of how uh, mid, uh, early to mid PS2, I had lost my TV for a time and used the Game Gear's TV tuner to play. Oh my gosh! So I played PS2 games, including GTA 3, on my Game Gear. You uh, win wow! The, <laughs> you win the award for best use of analog technology. Least efficient use of screens. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. But, but most most ingenuitive. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Is that a word? Ingenuitive. Sure. Ingenious. <laughs> Ingenious. Ingenuine. Nope, that ain't it. Most unintuitive use of screens all right so that's nayuda is that all it is that it that's our show that's it all right folks if you've been listening you want to catch us live it's every week at 9 a.m pacific noon eastern wait 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 wait. we need a question of the week yep um what's your what's your favorite ps2 rpg okay Okay. i need to know favorite uh, looking ps2 rpg yeah, you're going to have to go do the research. We're not going to list them all now. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a while. Okami's one. We cover it. Uh, Final Fantasy 10. Yep. And 12. Uh, Ephemeral Fantasia. And 11. And 11. Ephemeral Fantasia. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start a rumor. Um, uh, Legend of Dragoon 2. That was my favorite PS2 game. There was a rumor about that, actually, at the time. <laughs> I remember that. All My right. sister had it on her gift list, and I had to remove it. If you'd Suppos- like to leave in it... Oh, go ahead. No, supposedly, a dart from Legend of Dragoon was going to be in PlayStation All-Stars. Nice. Um, as a DLC character, and I love that that game tanked so much that... They said, nah. Like, <laughs> like not even poor dart could get in. Get a lot, in. I, I don't know. A lot of things made it into PlayStation All-Stars. But, um, Vaughn was surprised that uh, Cloud was wasn't in that one and was in Smash, and I'm like, "Well, Phoenix is going to like which one's more popular? The, Smash? Yeah, which one's more popular? Yeah. Um, Who wasn't? All right, Big Daddy, Cole McGrath, Colonel Rat. Oh, th- that's right. This every time I look at this list, it makes me mad. It does. It's a combination of things that make sense and don't. That classic Snake. character, Fat Princess. Also, it has Raiden, but not Solid Snake. That kind of tells you all you need to know. <laughs> well, they put Solid Snake in the previous one, though. In PlayStation All-Stars? Oh, no, I was talking about... I thought we were talking about Smash. No, we're on, we're on All-Stars. 
I mean, it, this really PlayStation All Stars versus Smash. One got Solid Snake, one got Raiden, and I think that tells you everything you need to know. <laughs> I, I I feel like, in a way, Sony was ahead of their time because now there's all sorts of different uh, licensed character brawlers. Mm-hmm. Um, no, they were. It, it's it's a it's a game that should have succeeded, but it didn't for a variety of reasons. And yeah. It's it's a genre that's still popular. Um, the product of its time aspect is that they put in Heavenly Sword, thinking that was a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think the problem is that Sony characters just aren't as iconic, and some are. Like, there's not all of these. <laughs> I was gonna say, was there not even Crash or Spyro? I mean, there's Ratchet and Clank. Okay, that that makes sense. But not oh, yeah, no Crash, Crash, no Spyro. No Spyro. Because yep. to me, that at least for me being a '90s kid, that was uh, what I thought of when I thought of Sony. I mean, but this is this is Vita off. era, so we have Cat and Dusty from Gravity Rush. <laughs> you know, it's I've just heard, I, yeah. I've heard that's a good game, though. And it's Dante from the other DMC, the other Devil oh. May Cry. Yeah. See, <laughs> so the, see, white-haired. it's not all the game's fault. This is just this is a, the the era. Just. Eh. <laughs> It doesn't matter. <laughs> also, Fat Princess from Fat Princess. I learned recently that there's a Fat Princess RPG. I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah there is. Fat Princess was an RPG. It was originally a multiplayer. Um, yeah, run around the game. Is- yeah, multiplayer online. Um, brawler, red versus blue. Um, pick a class and go kill the other team and feed cake to your princess. Yeah, because the, the fatter the princess was, the harder she was to... Yeah, the, uh, the princess is the that. capture the flag. So if yeah. you make her heavy, she can't be captured as easily. Because don't you need, like, multiple characters to be able to do it? Yeah. Uh, anyway, the, why are we talking about that? All right, if you want to <laughs> leave feedback for the show, it's rpgamer.com. Go find the show thread in the podcast section um, for RPGcast 694. Uh, leave your answer what your favorite PS2 era RPG is. And then also you can follow us every week, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, not twitch.tv slash rpgamer. And a variety of streaming options throughout the week. Um, come watch Peter continue to play Starfield and or Cyberpunk. I don't know what he's on now. Is he back to Starfield? No more Cyberpunk? I forget. I don't know. All right. And then um, Hair Frog doing Disgaea 7 and 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 disguise um, five and disguise oh wow okay and this is my last show for three weeks three weeks no more kelly for be, a bit i will be on a plane at, to uh, probably dallas at this time next week to go to japan and then, have fun and then from dallas to tokyo and then from tokyo to osaka so i hope you have fun I hope I have fun too. We've been planning this trip for a year now Good. as our tenth anniversary. Uh, well, congratulations! Sort of, sort yeah. of our second honeymoon since our first one. All we could really afford was Disney, mm-hmm. which which wasn't a bad trip. I had a no. lot of fun, but um, we wanted to do more touristy stuff in Japan this time around. So that's why we're doing Osaka, and I. I want this week to be over, mainly because I have too much crap I've got to do to get ready. Yep. To the to the I know point that where I had, to, yep. I had to put it in a spreadsheet just to keep track of everything. Oh, good idea. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, you have little stuff like setting up the blink cameras and setting up the timers on the lights. And um, last week, my task was cat proofing the house, <laughs> which was something onto itself. So, yeah, I, I've, with all the stuff I've got to do, I feel like I'm going to need a vacation from the vacation. But um, we're going we're gonna to have a good time. I can't wait. You'll be there soon enough. Don't yeah, worry. And, and then we'll we'll not want to leave. <laughs> yep. Have a happy and safe trip. Thank you. Just uh, p- sacrifice to whatever god you believe in, so that I don't catch the flu this time around. Because last time I did, and luckily that was 2019 before COVID hit. But that was the sickest I had ever been in my life. Oof. Oh yeah, flu flu is flu is rough. Um, but well, we, on that note. <laughs> We've, we've, got our COVID, yeah. we've got our COVID boosters and we've got, I've got my flu shot. Vaughn didn't do it because um, the flu shot actually makes him sick, sicker than that actual disease. And we've got like a whole bunch of NyQuil that we put in our bag. So I'm hoping over preparation means it won't happen. Okay. But th- thank you. Yeah. Buying potions to go face bosses has been a, t- a time-honored tradition. If yep. you're listening, go get your booster and flu shot. Don't listen to Kelly's advice because it's not about keeping you from getting the disease. It's about spreading it to the those who are less able to handle it around you. So, no, I mean, I'm... Chris, the way you phrase that means you want to spread it to other people around you. No, you know what I meant. <laughs> I, no, I am not anti-vaccination by any stretch of the imagination. It's no, but I'm every, yelling at Vaughn. It, it it always seems like he catches it from me, no matter what he does. Poor guy. Yeah. Oh. So anyway, you guys enjoy your trip. Um, if you are listening you. at home, we will be back next week. Um, so don't worry. Uh, we'll be here for you, even though Kelly's abandoning you. All right. Uh, I'm I'm going, and I'm never coming back. Guys. Oh no! But who's going to play what? We don't know. I, no, I will have to play something other than Path of Exile now. <laughs> I, of course, I am coming back because we are leaving our cats in the in the house with a cat sitter and a cat sitter being your mother. Yeah, <laughs> like it's a stranger. <laughs> no, we we just hired some guy off the street. Like, hey, come watch our cats. Do you like hey, cats? You. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Want to watch them for a couple of weeks? It'll give you a place to w- live. All right. <laughs> Um, but no, of course I have to come back. I I was so homesick by the time I got done last time, and I missed my cat so bad. What are you gonna buy? Oh, that's Way a good question. <laughs> I want to try to find a Japanese Cheetor inbox because I collect uh, Cheetors from Beast Wars. Mm-hmm like different variations and stuff and i want a, an actual japanese one that's a cool, but, a japanese cool goal. tigertron yeah. then if you're going to collect them yeah mm. i have a bunch of tigertrons too so it's it's going to depend on what we find um some of those old toy stores can are just a cavalcade of stuff that could they have a little bit of everything i bought i found an ala keychain from chrono trigger of all things last time so oh yeah no uh, um i love talking to uh uh, Michael about some of the stuff he finds really cheap over there compared to how much it sells for here in the U.S. for some of their versions of games. Oh my god. 
Tam. I bought every rare Saturn game over there just for shits and giggles because it's like, I'll never own the American version of these. So yeah, I, I have Japanese uh, Panzer Dragoon Saga and Magic Knight Ray Earth. Um, but also, I'm probably going to spend a lot of money on Dragon Quest merchandise like the last time. Because I think 11 for Switch was coming out at that time, and there was so much Dragon Quest stuff everywhere. That should be fun. I feel like our question of the week should be, what should Kelly buy in Japan? But she won't see it. Yeah, that's true. I'll, I'll see. I mean, I'll see it. I because I I also have access to the internet. That's your optional assignment. What should Kelly buy in Japan? So the week before Kelly returns, what did she buy? In Japan? <laughs> what did she buy in Japan? <laughs> Going off of will, nothing, just will we will we need to spend like two hundred dollars on extra suitcases to bring stuff back? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That'll be the real question. All right. The, the, that's. That'll be Vaughn's thing more than me, because he bought a bunch of manga the last time. Well, with that, we're going to call it. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week, and have a good trip, Kelly. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. See ya.